You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we talking about cindy lopper she's so unusual in the room i have rob hell yeah you do ben also present and on the line i have kyle aye aye captain she's so unusual is the debut studio album of cindy lopper american singer songwriter released on october 14th 1983 by portrait records the producer was rick shirtoff uh, William <laughs> Whitman, and the genre is pop and new wave. I'm going to read from All Music Review, Steam Thomas Irwine. One of the great new wave early MTV records, She's So Unusual, is a giddy mix of self-confidence, effervescent pop craft, unabashed sentimentality, subversiveness, and clever humor. In short, it's a multifaceted portrait of a multifaceted talent, an artist that's far more clever than her thin, deliberately girly voice would indicate. Then again, Lopper's voice suits her musical persona. Since its chirpiness adds depth or reconfigures the songs, whether it's the call of arms on girls just want to have fun or the tear-jerking time after time, Lopper is at her very best on the first side, all of which were singles or received airplay. In this collection of songs, Money Changes Everything, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, When You Were Mine, Time After Time, She Bop, and All Through the Night is astonishing in its consistency. So strong that it makes the remaining tracks all enjoyable but rather pedestrian, charming by their association with the songs so brilliantly alive. If Lopper couldn't maintain this level of consistency, it's because this captured her persona better than anyone could imagine. When a debut captures a persona so well, let alone a personality so tied to its time, the successive work can't help but pale in comparison. Still, when it's captured as brightly and brilliantly as it is here, it does not result in a debut that retains its potency long after its production seems a little dated. All right, what do we think of Cindy Lauper? She's so unusual. I love it. It's a masterpiece. It's a classic. Beautiful. Classic. It's a great, great Stone Cold record. Classic. Yeah. Could be a best of. It really. is a best of. Like, I, yeah, it's like the cars. It's like uh, yeah, almost every song on here is a hit single. I do agree with the Stephen Thomas Irwine thing. I th- I think they could have spread out those first six songs a little bit better among the ten songs yeah. available. I mean, I think what, so too. What are we missing on here? True Colors, and then that's that's kind of like the uh, the best of Cindy Lauper. A bit. Yeah, I remember having Twelve Deadly Sins, and uh, it's mostly just this record. Oh, uh, uh, her Christmas song should would be on her greatest hits. Which song did she do for Christmas? Well, I'm listening to Girls Just Want to Have Fun right now, so I can't. I, I've got this thing where I can't think of two songs at once. Captain Lou has the the rubber bands in his mustache, and he's <laughs> he's shaking his rolling pin at you. 
He's no, doing no, the Mario. Oh, oh, oh. Feels like Christmas, just like Christmas. Feels like Christmas with you. Oh, the yeah. Goonies song too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Goonie yeah. Love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, like the first six tracks. Woo! What a yeah. What a seriously. fucking like out of the gate thing. And as much as I had been harping a billion years ago about bands doing covers and the importance of elevating the source material, she does it on every fucking one of these songs. They're better songs because she's singing on them. I and mean, the bands are the what? band is fucking just shit hot. Money changes everything yeah. did not have that fucking like uh, do wee wee woo that fucking keyboard like makes the fucking song. Yeah. A lot of people think that this the version of uh when you were mine is it's better, better than, than Princess, Princess <laughs> which is I it's great. so yeah. much. Same with Shannon O'Connor's, yeah. like, uh, uh, Nothing in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, When You Are Mine. Judas Priest. Uh, uh, yeah. Rob, what is the effect on the synthesizer in the synth solo in Girls Just Want to Have Fun? That real staccato. Boop, 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 boop. Xylophone patch. Is that? <laughs> Pretty sure. I love it. <laughs> it is effervescent. That, that person might be playing a MIDI xylophone <laughs> to go that fast and or it's programmed. Probably programmed. I don't think that this veers off that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Rob, was it you that shared the Sydney Lopper 45s at 33? Yeah, man. Much, yeah, much like Dolly Parton 45s. They handle the slowdown just fine. Yeah, it's kind of The slowdown girls just want to have fun is awesome. And when it gets to that solo, I love it. It's so cool. Yeah, man. It's fucking rad. So good. Uh, I learned a new term this week, though. It's A P T S A B R O E. And it stands for Artist Peaks Too Soon and Becomes Relic of Era. Okay. And that was a real thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. I thought that was called Alanis Morissette syndrome. Yeah. Well, she's what? <laughs> it's a text, textbook example, absolutely. This is a textbook example, right? Yeah. yeah. Out much of the game. Much like Alice, Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I don't know if it was just coincidental that she got super into wrestling and then was trying to like be a heel. And then that that was like that was her persona and she wasn't paying as much attention to the music. She's so or if that's one. also part of the syndrome. <laughs> because pro wrestling in the nineteen eighties was like it was a thing. It's still I mean I guess it's still a thing, but like it was a fucking like Well that was tight. in my mind. Yeah. Consistently in my mind. With the cartoon. Sixteen million copies. Sixteen million copies. Yeah. Woo. But the uh the W WWF, which is now the WWE, was a what was it? Uh, it was like part of the like rock wrestling connection, right? This this album, which had Captain Lou, mm-hmm. Albana, and uh, she managed Ladies Champion uh, Wendy uh, Richter. Sydney Lauper was a wrestling manager. That's yeah. what it says. Yeah. that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I love that. So that's why it, it's like this crossover. That, that she had at the time. Wait, was she a wrestling manager prior to She's So Unusual? I don't think so. She is so unusual. Post. <laughs> yeah. I also found it interesting that she was 30. I always thought she was like slightly younger. Not that it matters at all, yeah. but I was like, oh, that's like when she's singing these more sophisticated songs, I, I was like, oh, yeah. you're 30. Yeah. Like, you're not. 
You're not like uh, 21 or 22. Yeah. Oh, it makes... oh, oh, there's experience behind yeah, <laughs> these yeah. vocals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has an astonishing voice. Yeah. Uh, Her vocal performance on When You Were Mine, we're listening to right now. I think it's my favorite performance on the album. When it goes in the musical break and she just hits that isolated high note, it just, it's just yeah. out of nowhere, no build up. She's just like, ah! <laughs> you know, it's so cool. Oh, I love it. Does Prince also do that? But in the lower register? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I need to, the thing is, I, I love Prince. I love Prince. And sometimes when people cover Prince songs, their cover is the definitive version. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I can tell from the songwriting of this song that it's a Prince song. It's Prince style. Everything about it is Prince. Is the word is the word you spelled you? Because uh, if no, no, not on it this should one. be. <laughs> it should be because that's his thing. Prince thing, yeah. Oh man, nothing against Prince, Prince's delivery because Prince is fucking Prince. But Cindy Lauper's delivery on "When You Remind" that's hard to contend with. So iconic. Yeah, that high note. Yeah. I mean, she has a it was an eight octave range. Who knows? That, that's a Whoa. window breaker. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, the synth stuff. So the synth tasteful. sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the synth. Very tasteful. Tasteful. We've come so far tasteful. in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got a favorite song on it? When you were mine. Yeah. Sheba. Sheba. Yeah. I'll Sheba is one of my favorite songs like of all time. I fucking love Sheba. It's a great song. Really. That got on uh, the PMRC Filthy Fifteen. I cannot mm-hmm. believe that. Right. That sounds. I even read the lyrics this week because I was like, "Is it really that raunchy?" No, not even close. No. She, she, uses, she uses, uh, you know, double entendres and stuff. She talks about how but she can't stay away from touching the forbidden zone, the danger zone, the danger zone. Yes. That before she goes blind. <laughs> yeah. It's so like campy that I can't even believe. I will say, in the eighties, had Tipper Gore not told me that that song was about masturbation, I wouldn't have known. And I was an impressionable child. It was Tipper mm-hmm. Gore that told me that that song was about masturbation. Absolutely. Yeah, we're entering into this weird time. I, I can't remember if I mentioned this um, when we were talking about uh, Def Leppard, uh, Pyromania. But we're entering this weird time where I was a kid and I actually have memories of watching these videos uh, on MTV in the early 80s. Because it was like when I can first remember stuff, you know. And I just remember girls just want to have fun. Um, I th- they must have played it every hour on the hour. That was like, I remember dancing around with it with my sister like it was just it was just so ubiquitous and you guys already know like the weird owl drama about that right no what wait there's weird owl drama okay if i if i knew it i've forgotten awkward it. albert <laughs> okay so in the early 80s you know weird owl was huge too sure um yeah. he was also a big mtv guy and he wanted to release uh his album dare to be stupid but the label was like you can release it but you have to do a cindy lopper parody and he's like i don't want to They're like you have to because, like I said, you have 16 million copies. So he did Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. I remember that one. If you if you go back and listen to it, Weird Al sounds pissed. Like, <laughs> he's being even more obnoxious than usual. And he admitted it later. He's like, I did not want to record that. I made it, it just, you know, sound terrible so people would not want to listen to it. Um, I, think, I think that that track was on the very first Weird Al cassette that ever... God, was that like on his like self-titled one? Another reason I don't like Weird Al. Wait, dear- you don't like I Weird Al? No. I think it was dear- just an album about um, food parodies. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Like they needed <laughs> Oh, man. I think, that, I think that we may not have time during this episode. To talk about Weird Al? To talk about Weird Al. Because. He's a very talented 
musician, and I acknowledge that he can. He is a chameleon. And he's, not only him, his band. His band is his band fantastic. His band can sound like any band in the world. Exactly. Live. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them live a few years ago, and yeah. damn. And damn. I'm sure that show is great. Oh yeah. And I maybe I'd go to that show, but I'm not going to buy in this album. So I'm not going to listen to the songs. What, 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 well, nobody's perfect. What, what were you doing when you were nine <laughs> and I was listening to Weird Al? What, 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 what happened? I was listening to the other music. That wasn't Weird Al. Oh I, man, my like the the crossover event for me liking music was on my eleventh or twelfth birthday. I got to go to the the music store and I had I could only spend like twenty bucks, so I bought the crisscross. Uh, Ooh, totally crossed out. Totally crossed out, but only the uh, the remix. Ooh, so that was like five bucks. Ooh. Yeah, and then um, I got off the deep end. And off the oh. deep end was my uh, my my entryway to like weirder, more fun music. Off the deep end was the first time that I heard the music that was smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, it was. I don't have an Weird older Al brother. Has a theory. I grew up in a small town in Indiana. The first time I heard that iconic was on a Weird Al record. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I feel so sorry um, for you. No, no. If it hadn't been for if it hadn't been for Weird Al, it would have been months later that I. If it hadn't been for Weird Al, I probably wouldn't have gotten into Nirvana until Kurt Cobain died and the older kids told me about it. But yeah. because of Weird Al, I was into Nirvana a few months before that. And because of Weird Al, because my brother was only into Def Leppard, Megadeth, and Metallica and whatever. Like that was my entryway into like yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, Weird Al. It's a Weird good, Al. good gateway drug. Yeah, for Robin Birch had older brothers. Ben and I did not have older brothers. We had to discover the shit, plant our flags ourselves. <laughs> we had to find our porn in the woods, and we had to find our grunge <laughs> and Weird Al albums. <laughs> you know, woods porn is still a thing. Really? But kids have the internet. I know, but they're still coming across porn in the woods. We can only do our part by leaving porn in the woods. As, mem- as, as gentlemen of a certain age where we can legally buy porn, it is our duty <laughs> to then leave it in the woods for kids to find... Because they're not allowed to have porn. Yeah, there's a <laughs> woods porn and railroad track porn. <laughs> I, I, I found them both. After time, that's a that, that, that's a that's a great song. Um, time after time, time after time, used oh, used perfectly in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Perfect. Yeah, is that where they're dancing with Alan Cummings? Sure yes. is. Yep, I love Iconic. Time After Time. Yeah, fucking great song. It's so good. It's such a sweet ballad, right? Yeah, and that's one that uh, Cindy has uh, writing credits on. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, it was one of uh, three or four on here. Yeah. Shebop also. I was going to say, she better have writing credits on Shebop. 
Please don't tell me that, like, fucking Bob Ezrin wrote that for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up good vibration. Oop. She-bop. <laughs> uh, why do you like Shebop so much, Kyle? I'm curious. Why it's... I love the synth. I love the, the driving, uh, you know, the rhythm. Uh, I love the vocal. I love every fucking thing about Shebop. Awesome. I think it's one of my absolute favorite songs. That's cool. That synth line is pretty cool. It's so cool. I just I can't get enough of it. It's like sinister, kind of, but hooky and playful. Like you're right. Yeah, and the chorus kicks in, and it has that almost. Yeah, it's almost like a being rained on by icicles or organ. Yeah, or dopamine. Feels a little bit like Castlevania. It's amazing. Masturbating does feel like a little bit like <laughs> Castlevania. Yeah. Birch, that's really right. I've never pulled up the lyrics to Shebop, so I can't confirm this. But is, is that like a Bebopalula reference that she's dropping? Bebopaloo. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, right. totally. Oh, that's adorable on the uh, the liner notes, like because it repeats the Bebopaloo. Like there's a little arrow pointing up. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to yep, repeating. Yeah, there it. is. Don't make us type it again. That's nope. kind of Prince right there. computers have an arrow button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little laugh she does here, too. And she's got a... <laughs> <laughs> she's got sort of like an echo on her voice, which she doesn't typically have on those other songs, right. right? Yeah. Is that like a slapback? Mm-hmm. And it sounds bad as hell, too. Yeah, it does sound good. You're right. It, it has a little more of a... Uh, edge. It has, it's almost like a little more new wave or something. Instead oh, of being the more new wave, yeah. yeah, instead of being the pop realm of girls just want to have fun, it's it is has a little. What else did uh, Rick Chertoff do as far as production's concerned? Anyone look that one up? I did not. I didn't check that out. Yeah. Why are you asking? You didn't look it up. I know. I and I was I was hoping that someone would have the answer as opposed to. Well, he's an American five-time Grammy-nominated <laughs> producer responsible for such hits as Joan Osborne's One of Us, Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Time After Time, Sophie B. Hawkins' Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Interesting. It's one of, it's one of us. Yeah. That's what I know his name from. Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> this album received many accolades, though. Hell yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. What we got? Best uh, female performance? It's the best new artist, right? Best new. It was the best new artist. I think so. Uh, Earned several awards and accolades for album, including two Grammys at the 27th Grammy Awards, one of which was for best new artist. Yes. Cool. She was nominated for quite a few, um, including like record of the year too. I mean, I don't don't see the the fault. What did win sports? Uh, and she also won for best uh, female video at the 1984 MTV Video Music Awards. Was it the video for Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. That's a good video. Oh, it's a great video. I rewatched it this week. Yeah. It has Captain Lou in it, and he has rubber bands in his mustache. Right in his mustache. Right um, in the mustache. That, he's like, that where's the, the most. <laughs> you guys are mentioning Captain Lou so much, but Cindy <laughs> is the star of that video. We're never going to be able to mention Captain Lou again. <laughs> Really? And that was before he was Super Mario. It was just a twinkle in his eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, All Through the Night is my favorite song on this record. And it's we a great are one. currently listening to it. Um, it's a great song. And I've wanted to cover it my entire life. And no one will ever do that with me. I'll be in a band. You asshole. I wanted song. to play Shebop, and everyone said I would be a jerk if I did Shebop. Who said you would be a jerk if you did Shebop? You had a Melissa conversation with yourself, you dumb dumb. <laughs> no, it was Melissa. 
she was like, that'd be gross if you did that. So are, are we in agree? You said you were in agreement with uh, Stephen Thomas Erwine that the first six songs drop, it drops off for me. And, and again, unfortunately I planned on doing a couple final listens to this album today, but then dusty Hill died. Yeah. So I did not get around to it, but on my, my first two or three listens tracks one through six, Oh yeah, they've been burned into my ears. They are, are classics for all times. I, I don't own the, a hard copy of this like Rob and Kyle do. And when it gets to the back end of the album, it's like I still like it, but it's not as good. It's not that first six songs, right? No. And again, you know, part of that is is I've spent my entire life knowing those first six songs, yeah. so I need to spend. I admittedly need to spend more times with uh, the, the 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 back four. Cindy's got writing credit on the back four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll kiss you. It just seems like I'll kiss you is like an unofficial sequel to Love Potion number nine. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Love Potion number eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, if I, I think that a slightly shuffle of the sequencing could benefit this record, just to spread the wealth a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe close with time after time, like just just to get a few hits in in, in the bottom half. You know. Not even half the bottom four. I mean, I think it's, it's a good closer for the first. Yeah, first side though. You think time after time would have been the closer for the first side as opposed to? Oh, it, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that throwing for, all through the night would have been a uh, better at the end? I uh, yeah, I guess, but I I don't mind the sequencing. It's front loaded, but like me neither. And, and it's not as if any of the the last four songs are bad. I mean, one of them is a little fucking like kick your boots up 45 second like no yeah look, look, yeah. look at this little cabaret thing um, a i think witness is a fucking uh-huh. great rock song yeah i also enjoy i'll kiss you and yeah yeah i like the whole fucking thing yeah it's great it's all good i got three stars next to i kiss you wait <laughs> captain lou was in four different cindy Lauper videos Woo! yes Woo! yeah cool why Why are we obsessed with Captain Lou? Because he's in four Cindy Lauper videos and we're the, talking about Cindy Lauper. But we're... He's in music Have you videos. ever taken one step and then back again and then it's time to go and you do the Mario? Just like that. We're talking about... Because... Are you aware that Goonies are good enough? I thought it was good enough. Is it? Does she actually say Goonies in that song? Isn't the title Goonies are good enough? I think enough? she does. No, I think she's good enough... Good enough for you. you no, know, she says good, good enough, enough, and then she says Goonie good love. Good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does say Goonie love. I don't think she says Goonie love. I think that she says. No, I'm gonna look the, it up right but now. But the song is called "The Goonies Are Good Enough." Oh, fuck off! <laughs> fuck off with your phones. <laughs> Knowledge. Here we go. Yeah, we, we we got some witness going on here. Yeah. What is this? A police song? Exactly. Oh right. Yeah. Is that Stuart Copeland? Yeah. May as well be. Uh, you guys want to hear uh, Christgau's really kind of weirdly... Yeah, after, after hearing what he said about Hanoi Rocks, I don't, I don't know. I think we might be done with it's him. It's weirdly <laughs> backhanded, but uh, he says oh, initially... He I want to hear this. Yeah. Uh, it says, initially, the Blue Angel won my heart by covering the two most profound pop songs of the past five years, those being Money Changes Everything and When You Were Mine. Hmm. Now, with Girls Just Want to Have Fun... Uh, the official pep song of Ms. and Pepsi-Cola. 
And time after time, throbbing hearts by the millions, I've softened my strictures about her Betty Boop bimboism. Come a, on, Christ God. If a kook who's loved, respected, and taken seriously by her sisters fools boys into believing she can be fooled with, more power to her. First side is an eternal classic. Second side sneaks by on sneaks by on the one where she kisses me and the one where she diddles herself. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, not the what best an asshole. And then he, then he got Chris a, needs to like take a vacation, yeah. get some sun, just like chill out, dude. Gave it an A, but yeah, I mean He gave it an A, okay. I mean, yeah, he he, he liked it a lot, but just yeah, real kind I of sexism weird. I didn't realize that um, yeah. money changes everything and when you remind yeah, were that's... holdovers from the Blue Angel days. Um I that think just I think he's just mentioning the Blue Angel because he knows that she was in the band called the Blue Angels before she uh, or Blue Angel before she did this one. I've never listened to Blue Angel. Have any of you listened mm, to Blue Angel? I didn't look it up. Hmm. Man. I think that they were like a rockabilly revival. Yeah. Type of thing. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. And they were a commercial failure. Yeah, lost, uh, and then she got fucking sued by her manager and made, had to go bankrupt. $80,000. Yeah, yeah if, that was As wild. if the Blue Angel was worth $80,000 to anyone. Yeah. Let alone their manager who joined in late. Yeah. Real dick move. Seriously. Yeah. So Cindy Lauper is what, like waiting tables and singing at clubs when, when she gets discovered after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of singing in clubs. I don't know who she was singing with. Was she just making the karaoke rounds? Was karaoke a thing in 1984? I, mean, I doubt she was singing karaoke, but I'm sure she had a, a, like a regular gig just fronting some kind of band mm. at a at a club, you know? Yeah. She, yeah, it just said that she was singing uh, local New York bar or, uh, when David Wolf uh, took over as her manager. She was like hitting the bar circuit. Yeah. Yeah. David Wolf heard her. Good for David Wolf. If he didn't pick her up, someone else would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, it's what we would call what live band karaoke. Probably. So yeah. she might She's have been in sing, a cu- cover hits. bands. Yeah. 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 Perhaps. Putting her own spin on them, I'm sure. Because she is so unusual. She's so good. Yeah. I mean, I could absolutely like walking into a club and sitting here. Eight, eight octave range. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, Who, like who's a, got a wonderful like personality and manic pixie dream girl and, yeah. and thrift store chic with an eight octave range? Yeah. Like, well, this this seems like something I should probably invest in. Yeah. in like a red prom gown uh, in, in front of a building in Coney Island doing doing a sick dance move. She is She's holding got a, bouquet. A, a, hand, a bouquet of flowers that they, they bought on the street just prior to it. This is an 
Annie Leibovitz photo, uh, Annie Leibovitz portrait. I've seen some outtakes uh, f- from this photo shoot too. There, there's a lot of cool pictures that they took. Uh, she is photographed in front of a blue brick building that is a defunct wax museum. The wax museum's name was airbrushed out of the uh, the marquee on the front, but you can see it in other pictures from the photo shoot because they only airbrushed the, the cover. But uh, the building's called World of Wax, which would fit had they not airbrushed it out. I think it, I think it's cool. Yeah, but Annie Leibovitz won the uh, won the award for album cover or did album artwork uh, she- off that photo. Yeah. From the in the Grammys. Cool. Yeah, it's it, a really good shot. It's great. Yeah. It's very colorful and it like represents the album so well. Yeah. There's more Coney Island on the back. Yep. Carnival ride and her shoes with the the Van Gogh scene painted on the back or on the soles. Cool record. Yeah, ABC. That's a good album. Cover <laughs> yeah, this right is what a good album cover looks like. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Yeah, man. Uh, I've got nothing bad to say about this album. No, and I could nothing, nothing. I mean, we're we're on the last track now. Six million Isn't copies. Like, I'll kiss you. Oh, it is. We got he's so unusual after that, and then yeah, yeah. Never Sixteen mind. million copies. Sixteen million copies. Uh, Sixteen six million times, copies. Six times platinum. By what year? Uh, that's 16 million copies worldwide, 6 million so in, that, in it, the U S that's, that's currently oh, since 83. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's still astronomical. Yeah. I, I, I'd be curious to see what it's, the numbers looked like in like 85. It's like one of the like, best selling albums of all time. Like yeah. that first 18 months, you know, I'd be really curious. Doesn't to come see. close to pyromania hysteria though. <laughs> it doesn't have that mutt touch. It doesn't. Uh, might be one of the best selling, I mean, n- not that this is a, not that we need this in our lives, but like, uh, she might be the, one of the best selling, like uh, female solo artist of, uh, all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just based off of this. Uh, Just based on this one album. Huh? Yep. I mean, this record is, is was a fucking a, phenomenon. Do you have data behind that or is that, are you, uh, thought I read it speculating, but yeah, I think a lot of things sometimes. Yeah. And I'm better than Whitney Houston. Shania Twain. Yeah, probably not. Shania I mean, Twain. Shania Twain's got the, the mutt touch, though. Yeah. Shania Twain does have the mutt touch. Can't She's got that Def Leppard advantage. She does. Touched by mutt. Fucking three records mutt did. Mm-hmm. All fucking diamond. Are they Get st- out of here. Are they still a romantic couple? I don't know, and nope. I don't care. <laughs> All right. God, fucking She's So Unusual is a great record. This one lived in my tape deck in the car nice. for months and months and months, just flipping back and forth, back and forth. Like it's a, it's a unstoppable. Trace on all killer, no filler. All killer, no filler. All of it is killer. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting because who, who uh, it was Thriller that was all it was supposed to be all killer, no filler. And it was. Thriller's got it filler. Was. It was. It absolutely was. It's wait, what? What? Are you saying that Thriller didn't have any filler? I'm saying that Thriller didn't have any filler, and I'm acknowledging yeah, that there's a Paul McCartney duet on there. I'm not considering that filler. The doggone That's girl filler. is mine. Is on. That's filler. Thriller. Oh boy. Yep. That's filler. It's not That's filler. That's bad. That's if, a bad song. That doggone it, it, song sucks. If if, if you're <laughs> flying in Sir bad. Paul McCartney, yeah. it's not a filler track. Yeah. 
I, I agree Except with Ben on this hooks. one. It's a terror. It's a bad song, but mm. it was a it was hit. A, it was a single. It's not filler. People liked it. Mm-hmm. So no, critics didn't like it. It was critically maligned. It's it's not a filler track. It, there's too much thought. you There's too much thought and coordination that went into getting Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson into the same room in a studio to be considered a filler track. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I, I, I understand I, your I, argument. One hundred. I understand your argument on that. Yeah. Um, Under Siege Three <laughs> is not a filler <laughs> movie because what? Steven Seagal. I have no idea. Shut <laughs> cut off. I don't fucking know. Or a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. Wait, Under Siege Three is that Dark Territory? Or is no, that that's two. two. All right. Um, <laughs> but this album, yeah. no, no filler. No filler. So I think they could have spread the the massive radio hits around a little bit more, but there's no filler. What is it about this this time that we're getting so many singles? Pop. Okay. Pop's getting the cars. Pop's becoming its own. Pop's taking on a life of its own, especially with MTV. Right. You're right. MTV. There's money. Yeah, it's MTV. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting to the the bottom of it. So w- this is the this is the new pop. It's, this it, is the rise. It, it, there's of, there's still an album format. It's right. not like we haven't gone back to to only singles. Singles, yeah. It's still an album format. Only now it's it's a multimedia assault. Right. You know, and and it is making huge money, and there's huge money invested in it. Right. You know, and we're getting some. Some killer records. <laughs> yeah. All right. Remember when people could make money by putting together good records? Selling records. What a <laughs> what a novel idea. And it, it, it comes, what, 38 minutes? Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's a tight 10 songs. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a party album. It's, it's versatile. Highest commendation. I love this record so much. Yeah, maybe. It's really yeah. good. 16 million copies. Pretty easy to find on vinyl if you're looking for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I found yeah, yeah. I found my copy at Book and Music Exchange for three dollars. Yeah, they, they out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the easier ones. Has Cindy Lauper ever considered just doing like animation voiceovers, like <laughs> like for like Harley Quinn or something? <laughs> I mean, she's like seventy years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, but like that's why animation. I'm sure she's done some voice work. I, I would hope so. She's got such a distinctive voice that we were just listening to i think was that the outro of he's so unusual or mm-hmm. she's just like talking and yeah. and it just sounds like a cartoon yeah it sounds like like harley quinn Har- it sounds like harley quinn or like like a a a woman villain in ducktales it's betty boop <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not I mean, to put too fine a point on it <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it but a female villain from ducktales <laughs> Uh, what do we think? What do we think of this? One hundred percent positive. Highest commendation. Yeah, this can't. This is a must hear. Yeah. Yes, crucial. Mandatory listening. Yeah. Pop done right. Yes. Pop done right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sixteen million people can't be wrong. (laughs) Actually, they can. Actually, they can. They can. (laughs) Wait. No. <laughs> Back it up, Kyle. Backpedal. Backpedal. Wrong before, Kyle. Edit. 
All right, next time we'll be talking about Paul Simon, Hearts and Bones. <laughs> <laughs>